and welcome to Probably Science. Um, we're back for another one. I'm here. I'm Jesse Case, uh, one of your hosts, joined, of course, by Andy Wood. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, I am. And uh, Mr. Matt Kirshen. Thank you. It's rare that you give the whole formality, but I like it. Uh, what do you mean? The mister. Mister, mister. I like the mister. Oh, well, ever since, well, we, we discussed it when I did Mrs. once, you were offended. But, yeah, uh, and Master was, a little, was underselling me, I thought. But that's, well, but you and I had our weird relationship yeah. happening for a while. <laughs> uh, we were experimenting a little in college, online college. I still experimented. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I got into some pretty weird shit when I was doing University of Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> I think I've probably done a lot more experimentation on the internet than I have in real life. It's a good point, actually. Online college is the safest place to do that kind it of thing. It is the safest place. I did get a few follow-up emails about what... What had happened to my ass um, <laughs> after last week's episode, um, which, you know, we uh, maybe I'll respond off air. So, guys, here we are. Yes, here we are. Andy, you're back from Burning Man. Guys, I feel a little more at peace. Yeah? With things. You yeah. feel a little more full yeah. of heart and soul? A little, a little more. <laughs> I'll be honest, I had a day of bliss coming back, and it was I was instantly brought back to reality when I opened the door to my bedroom to find uh, a friend of the show who, friend, uh, who the, shall remain nameless. Shall remain nameless. His worldly possessions strewn about my room. <laughs> well, we had our own little Burning Man here, Andy. Yeah, I um, so you left. Yeah. You, you took off. You went. You went off to to have a fun time, and uh, I re- received a text very shortly after. And well, keep- I, I was almost out of cell range when I got that text asking if that friend could stay here sure. just just sure. at the end of the week, and yeah. I and I, I I was it was plausible deniability. I had plausible. If he texted five minutes later, I would have been out of cell service for a week. He would have. So a bit of you thought, "Fuck, I can I just pretend that it never went through." Yeah, but right. then I was like, "The was burning it, was man it an ethos." Because because you've got an iPhone, and sometimes it, you get it shows delivery the reports. Dots. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that what the dots are? You've seen it. You're starting to type. No, the dots is when you're starting to type, but it tells you when the phone when the message is being delivered. It doesn't oh, tell no. you that it's been. Uh, so you can see if it's hit their phone. That sucks. Someone broke into my iPhone recently and a bunch of naked pictures I took of hot chicks. <laughs> oh, yeah? Leaked those online. Um, brutal. I forgot about that when you were dating Kate Upton and Jennifer Lawrence. At the same and, time. Yeah, At the yeah. same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and she let me take all these photos of her, and then my phone gets hacked. You know. By the way, I, we talked about this beforehand, and I, I don't... This is going to... This is not going to be a popular opinion, I think, on this. Okay, but I but, want to hear about Burning Man. Yes, we'll I want get to talk that. about that. Okay. All I'm going to say is like the, the indignation that has suddenly arisen after these pictures leaked, I find really disingenuous. I find it really... Uh, it's, okay. it's unlike anything that's happened before. Like No one was coming to the defense of Kim Kardashian when that sex tape leaked. Suddenly I, the entire world... I'm going to... I'm Here's, here's the counter-argument on this one. Okay. Uh, when... I don't know about the... I'm pretty sure about the Kardashian sex tape. Um, definitely the vast majority of those celebrity Are sex tapes... intentionally leaked. Yeah, and and you know they must be. If you know anything about how, like, the, the legality of porn, it was sold through official DVD channels. And the only way you can do that is if there's a... I can't... If it's... Uh, I'm pretty sure people have done it and then been sued and then settled paid back to the people who sued them and then kept selling but people potentially can start doing it but, until they get but they have you if you release a sex tape on the internet without sure. having the signed permission and the signed etc which this hacker did not have my permission you're breaking the law and also not not just the signed stuff but also if you don't have a photocopy of their id and a certification that they're over 18 right. Then you're By breaking. the way, when they have those little announcements in the porn that says who the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. custodian of records is. Custodian of records. I've always thought that person should be called uh, a notary pubic. Yay! Hey! Hey! No? hey. 
I, I don't. I, uh, I have I had do- to sign one of those once, by the way. <laughs> I never like, want to know what room that works in. <laughs> I never want to. I never want to work. I've never said it on stage. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you never want to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, it should be. All right. A, a yeah, couple- people shouldn't know what that. I shouldn't know what that. Is. <laughs> the custodian. It's such a niche thing. I could even name the guy from what? Oh no, it's a, oh the Bang I mean, Bros guy. They're all like in Miami. Those guys, right? It's Miami. Yeah, yeah it's but all Miami. I've had to sign one of those things because a couple of times I've done Ginger Lynn's radio show. Ginger oh, okay. Lynn off of the eighties of, of the pawns. She does a radio show now in L.A. Sure. But sometimes there's other porn stars on the show, and they have boobs out and the like. Okay. And you know, and the bottom boobs, and <laughs> oh yeah, 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 sure, sure. <laughs> and apparently, I didn't even realize if you're in if you're even in the same room. Right. As what is legally classed as pornography, you also have to. Is that a genre? Clothed, cllo- clothed male, naked female. I presume is that, a- that is a thing. Mm, but, good uh, call. Good call. C C N C M F. Yes, I didn't mean for this to go. C- but here's the deal. Uh, but getting back to the original yes. point, yes, those sex tapes. Someone has agreed for that to happen. These I, things. I don't, I don't think they always have initially. They've settled later. But these I, things, I don't. I don't. This is a phone hack. It's totally illegal. It's totally immoral. I'm just saying everyone's suddenly being indignant about this invasion of privacy and not all the ones that have come before it. Not it's about just, Ron Sterling or Rod Sterling. <laughs> the, uh, not about the Clippers guy. I'm not. That's a tougher <laughs> thing to defend. Hello. Our guest is Our here. Our guest has just arrived. Just I, when we're talking about leaked porn pictures. No, but I guess my <laughs> argument is why does the content matter? Um... It, w- no, I guess it doesn't. If I'm you're a huge asshole or if you're a sexy all, all lady. That I'm, all that I'm taking issue now? with is is just that this is another thing that's going to be gone yes. in a week. Absolutely. The indignation we've forgotten. It's just another in a long line of, of bullshit internet activism. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Talking about the leaked celebrity nudes. Oh, and what are your takes on it? I was just saying that the indignation about it is is really false to me. It's just like everyone has suddenly decided this is the thing that we're all going to rally behind and act like we're suddenly champions of privacy when it's like, no, our entire culture is based on exploiting celebrities. But it's then, not good. I'm but saying, then but occasionally those like. sort of tipping points are the things that make people dial back. Like This the- is not going to change anything long term, I guarantee. In a month, this will have changed nothing. But I will be quite happy when it's like someone is probably going to get arrested for it. <laughs> oh, absolutely! And that will make me very happy. That so, dude, that guy's beyond screwed. Because there's there is no difference in my mind between hacking those phones and hiding in a women's toilet, like hiding in the oh, toilet exactly. with the camera. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think for women too, it's especially hard because. Oh, sorry. Get right I'm up getting. On that ins- mic. Get right up I'm on getting that mic. instructions on mic. <laughs> Uh, um, these mics are these expensive Kobe well, mics. Let's, let's introduce our guest really quick. Did we, we not? We, we need to, so we are joined by comedian, writer, improviser, producer, person in LA who does funny things, Bethany Dwyer. Hello. Hi, thanks Bethany. For thanks us, for Bethany. coming. Hi, thanks for having me. Sorry you wandered in right in the middle of the sex photo conversation. I know. I wish I was more of a part of it. Well, well you, what you, you were right it? at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, you guys were at the beginning. Is we were at the time? very beginning of the we sex. Just, this, the leaked sex. I, you know, I. I had, want to talk about anything that has to do with sex. So no, absolutely. We yeah. know. We know. I mean, um, sort and, and, of. And, I, knew my, that was your my, thing. I didn't want to discuss the actual leaking. Obviously, that's bad. The I'm discussing bad. the aftermath. Good the segue to the yard to smell. It. We'll get there. The reaction well, you know, to it is what I'm taking issue with. And you know, Ricky Gervais. Did you hear about this? He like say? he put up a tweet that said something like, "Hey, if you don't want your nude pictures um, leaked, then just don't have any nude pictures." Yeah. No, I, no, no, I'm not arguing. Yeah. I'm not defending Fuck that. that. Either. I'm not defending that. As a person who has incriminating things sure. out there due, yeah. to, due to an HP support issue ten years ago, uh-huh. 
So somebody in the world has incriminating video of me. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm a creepy fuck. I have it from, from last week. I, you know, it's, it's, I'm screwed. I, I'm it, a chicken, I do it. Like, I feel like as long as you... F- you it's think, exciting. There's you, an exciting... You hit well, send and you're like... Ah. I, yeah, I mean, I have to know the, send, the person I'm sending it to of very course, well. Like, I can't just... Let it go yeah. out into. I won't do it. Either. I won't do it until at least like there's been two emails back and forward. Two emails back and I mean because. Oh, well, on, no, mine has to be like relationship. This is <laughs> this is on because I need to trust them because what we do isn't exactly. I mean, we're not hugely. Fuck public, your joke, Matt. Oh, you <laughs> want to do a joke? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt was cl- was clearly joking. No, no, uh, no, I no, 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 straight up. <laughs> and we actually had this conversation at a bar. We like, yeah, in fact, before the day before it leaked, wouldn't? Yeah, yeah, it was just yeah. Like a couple of days ago. And in fact, the other girl who was there that I did not know what you did, yep. was just saying. She goes, "Well, girls don't like dick pics. We don't. Uh, we don't get off on them." And I was sitting there looking at Matt like, "Um, I don't want you to speak for all of us. Don't because, speak for everybody. Um, please don't stop sending me dick pics because I enjoy them highly. Like I'm a visual." Person, but okay. I, yes. Again, I hadn't realized. Well, I had realized because I've spoken to other female friends about this. Sure. The unsolicited dick pic. Brutal, yeah. No, which I want to know. Yeah. And also, like, it is it's just a. You shouldn't. I. I. I don't want to say you should. I don't want. There's no rules to this. But. But. Um. I would imagine that. Um. Having received unsolicited just uh, vaginal pics. It's same deal of like, well, that doesn't do a lot for me because that's just a thing. That's a, it looks like a medical thing. If okay, it's just, okay. you know, if you don't see their face or any body, it's just a dick. It's like, well, we're far too proud of our dicks as men. We've been raised. Oh no, I'll take that it. Way. I'll take it on. I'll take it like a just a vag. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, I think you're maybe in the minority of that because I feel like a man wants to see anything, anytime, and it may not be what puts him over the edge, but it's nice to look at rather than what say like an. Ebert picture or something a like default Microsoft. Yeah, like you don't. I mean, if sure. You, that's all I'm saying. Like I enjoy looking at penises, but not all of them are going to make me like, oh, I better go put some porn on and rub it out. Like I'm not. Sure. I don't need that. But it's enjoyable <laughs> to look at. Like I'm like, oh, that one's a good one. Oh, that goes a little to the left. Oh, I've never seen one like that. Whatever. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, those are. It's fun. But when it's attached to somebody that you have feelings for, you're like, oh, yes, that's. Well, can't wait to put that in my mouth. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right. um, <laughs> all right. I'm just saying. Like, no, 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 guys, got it. This got is it. all yeah. my fault. I could have steered this towards Burning Man right away. I feel like this is my. No, totally. I'm just going to. a very. No, but I am just going to slip out for a there so you can get to talk about Burning Man. Well, we were initially. And <laughs> we, we, I stopped we were, it by I saying. I think it was me saying put it in my mouth that made us No, no, no. That's, that's good. It's good. about Burning Man. No, you guys are going to talk about Burning Man. I'm going to slip out for roughly five, five minutes or so. And then I'm going to. I'm kidding. Are you really? No. And then everyone. Check. Is there another dryer broken? Like, what just happened? And then everyone check their phones. Right, right. <laughs> and we all have dick pics. Uh, no, no. Not um, even the same dick pic. They're all different angles. And we're like, how did you do that? that how do you even? That's amazing. Yeah. And it's all from, it would all be from the angle that we would see it at. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. The he's, perspective that we have. Like, oh, he's, he's very like good. The, the liner he's notes. very good. It's like the album artwork from In Through the Outdoor. Have you ever looked at close yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a- um, yeah, so... Yeah, I I don't think the don't take the pictures argument. It's a leak. Oh, of it's a hacking. Not. Of course, no, no. I'm not yeah, defending do your thing. The guy did an illegal thing. It's very bad. 
all I'm saying is like, oh, oh, internet, now you're going to choose to get indignant about privacy, like about celebrities and... Oh, know. for for as obsessed as we as everything yeah. is with yeah, that yeah. culture, it's just like, of course. So, like cherry-picking the things that you're getting riled up about. That's because anyway. it's America's sweetheart, Jennifer Lawrence. Dude, that is why it is. That is why it is. because it affected so many. It wasn't just one person at one time. It was like, what's her face? The 21-year-old Kate singer. Upton, no one cares about No, no, that. not her. Who cares? Um, but, the yeah. singer one. Oh, but my that's God, the thing. I'm just losing her name right now. I think maybe it was that just critical mass that was enough to make people What's go realize oh yeah yeah maybe it is actually super creepy when it right. were like newspapers Grande. when tabloid newspapers sit in the gutter to take Ooh, photos Grande. up skirts she's that pop ariana. singer ariana grande thank yeah. you it was I've also her and she's oh. she's 21 but she looks like she's 12 okay. and so i think it, it oh, yeah. made a big stir and that's actually what well and also that kind of thing is there's there's the I think it it was sort of put out that like, hey, some of these people like definitely were probably underage in these photos. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and is this the same technology? I mean, it's it's the same low tech hack as the British thing, right? It's just people not changing their default passwords. No, no. no. This oh, is, I thought it's it was from the server. The hack. The the last article that I read about how the hack might have worked, uh, or the Apple are denying this, but it feels fairly plausible. Wait, the news speculates on this. It was a. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Bob. How might this hack have happened? Uh, uh, I don't think the news would have come out with a possible until they knew for they wouldn't just yeah. like make a guess. Well, that's we're, we're, the news. We're, like we knew this. No, this is Fox News. We're you exploring guys. a two-pack hologram hacker theory. Uh, Bob, tell, tell, run that down. But here's how the hack may have happened. And even if it didn't, it's kind of bullshit that this option is open. And Apple is denying that this is how it happened. But they would once. If you have your settings on iCloud set up so that your photos back up to it, then your photos are on the cloud. Right. And even if you then delete them from your iPhone, they're it's still on the really cloud. It's hard to get them off the cloud. Yeah. Uh, right. Now, if you try and log in straight to someone's iCloud address from a computer, you only have a certain number of options before it goes, okay, before it locks you out, like it does when you try to log into most things. But for some reason, the Find My iPhone feature, which is a thing you oh, use right, if you right. lose your phone. that new app, yeah. Okay. Doesn't doesn't lock you if your phone gets lost or stolen you go to the find my iphone and you can log into that and you use your icloud password for it and there is no limit on the number of failed attempts to log in so that means you can then brute you could force. run a program yeah you can run a brute force attack to crack that and once you crack that then you're into their itunes account which like, they said now they fixed yeah really i wonder if the yeah. reason for that is to stop me i suddenly realize if someone steals your iphone they could then go to a computer and, and try and try a brute force, like try and log into your Find My iPhone three just or four times it. just to lock it so you then can't log into yeah. it. Uh, I wonder if that was the reason. Hmm. So I wonder but, what the new solution that also allows Find My iPhone to be useful is. I don't know, but one good idea would maybe to have to have Apple have a different password for Find My iPhone than for everything else on iCloud. The thing that wears me yeah. out, though, is that if this hacker then attacked just the server you know and it wasn't even involved why why that list of celebrities i think it was no a, you have to you have to specifically target their they would have they would have over a period of time specifically targeted a, a whole group of celebrities that's so what I i'm saying but like i would think there'd be much more interesting i mean you you could like, well the list was huge hit, hit, i didn't yeah, yeah. It, there, there were it wasn't just those five or six no, like, but there were about like a like, hundred female celebrities but you want to if, if he and actually others yeah other women yeah but i mean well, you could hit you could hit obama's phone like you could do 
I, I presume I they have, they but I bet Obama want, has his lockdown. Yeah, and they just want naked pics of, of hot chicks. I and don't Obama. think it's about I would, Obama. Yeah, and Obama. It's probably about money. And I mean, that, that's the most you, lucrative thing you could find. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I if you're think. trying to sell that. Yeah. Sure. Nobody, I, I honestly don't think that if someone was like, this is Obama's dick pic, no one's going to believe it. No, you know what I mean? Like, if someone's like, right. no, I hacked in, it's, it yeah, really is yeah, his. Yeah. First of all, no one's really going to care. It's our president's dick. Who cares? Like, it's right. only Michelle's and whatever. But, like, I know that sounded weird. It was it, weird. But, like, no one really cares. It's First of all, it's just a dick pic. Second of all, he's the president. And I feel like people respect that more than these poor girls who, like. Yeah. I, I'm not even an American citizen, but if I saw that dick pic, I would salute it. No, yeah. you have to. You should. Yeah. No, you legally have you to. You have to, yeah. And I'd remove my hat and I'd place it over my heart. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. yeah. That's good. No, I think you, that's proper. You legally have to, <laughs> to salute the president's, uh, president's penis. Um, I think they should do like a baseball thing too, where they're like, you know, like yeah, oh, yeah. when you're trying to get off base and your coach is telling you stuff. Like a multi I realize now we're doing salute. a podcast and y'all can't see <laughs> sure. what I'm doing. I was doing a whole bunch of hand gestures. It should be like one of those um, training exercises the brains do with their guns. Just spinning things yeah. around. Like, yeah. Just n- totally inappropriate. So, okay. you know where there weren't any cell phones? <laughs> Burning Man. This is too nice. late now. We wasted enough time. But we'll, we'll save it for... I'm going to have... Uh, get pe- a whole Burning Man themed episode coming up with people that I met there who are in uh, in science fields and built amazing things. But suffice to say, I set my expectations very low, and they were greatly exceeded. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Have you been there, Bethany? Mm-mm, no. It's. Uh, I mean, there are all the cliches, and a lot of them are true. But the, the, it's a city of seventy thousand people, and the thing that I took away from it, anybody who doesn't like it is it's on them because this is a city of 70,000 people who intentionally went to this place. So it's unlike any city that size. There's no townies. There's nobody who like knocked up a girl in high school at Black Rock City and just stayed there. Like it's 70,000 people who intentionally went there and who come from all walks of life and most of whom are really uh, like hardworking and clever enough to build ridiculous things. So like, Yes, there are like the EDM club kids, there are the naked hippies, there are the tech gurus, but there's everything. And if you don't like it, you're not looking hard enough because there's like, you can find anything you want there. Like you can find a a lecture on polymers or a talk about um, exploring your shamanistic vulva. Or drugs. Or drugs. But it really is like the shit that happens at night is unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. It's the most spectacular. It's like Times Square crossed with Las Vegas on the surface of the moon. Like, I was pedaling for miles one night out in the desert, and I came across a Skrillex concert. <laughs> like, Skrillex was just on a mobile stage miles away from the city in the middle of the desert. I don't even like Skrillex, but I was like, this is pretty awesome. Like, that's the least starstruck I've ever, ever been, I think, is seeing Skrillex. But, um, yeah, it was phenomenal. The guy who was camped next to us, there was a, a, a village called the Institute that's all science people. and um, oh, Awesome. This guy built a giant Tesla coil that's hooked up to a keyboard. The and- rock band? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when you play a note, it pulses the, the lightning bolts of the Tesla coil at a frequency that matches that note. So you right. can play music, and the actual amplification is the Tesla coil discharging yeah. at up to like three kilohertz. And it's amazing. I'll post video. Or we're going to have that guy on, along with some of the people I met. Um, a guy who works for Google, who designed the self-driving car. Um, a cell phone freaker who set up a fake cell phone tower that your your phone will find automatically when you're in Black Rock City and when you call a friend it'll get routed to their truck and they'll just fuck with you and read from oh my God, customer, bad customer service scripts <gasps> yeah it's amazing it's amazing 
And That's awesome. I want to go there, park my car, and just talk on the phone on purpose. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so I'm working on getting those guys on the show on an upcoming episode and possibly Jordan Morris and Moshe Kasher, past guests who were also there. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. It's a place where everyone agrees for a week to be really nice to each other. Okay. And I was kind of like torn about whether that's masturbatory because like well, you're going to go home and then go back to how you were. But I just decided that even if that happens, it's still an awesome way to spend a week. Like everybody is just instantly assuming the best of people. You hug everyone when you meet them. Like it's sort of hippie-ish, but it's sure. really nice. It's just super pleasant to be around people who are going out of their way to be nice as much as possible. Especially coming from LA. Yeah. 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 Um, it, was, it was really fun. Speaking of music, we have to thank oh, our... Uh, sorry, real quick. Also, uh, yeah. thank you. Uh, friends of the show I met there, uh, Russell Porter from Australia and his friend Sam, they found my camp even though I gave the incorrect direction... Uh, address and then matt gave another incorrect address yeah because uh, emery, emery was managed managed to text from um again past guest on the show emery emery yeah. somehow got his phone working there he messaged me going where is andy i sent the th- address that you told people right and that was wrong Five thirty and a, but then i told correct. him the name of the camp he found a. you and then emery went it's actually here and gave me the wrong address again so then i from the property science not it yeah so either way well done anyway everyone who found yeah so russell porter found me we shared a bourbon and then went to sing karaoke together i did a duet uh harry blafonte with him and um and uh listener snake oil works for the burning Mag organization and he built it's not even an art car it's just an, an el camino that he put three couches on top of <laughs> it was amazing and the last night we got to watch the temple burn from that and then drive around the playa and uh, listener Funny Eddie found me. Um, oh, there was someone else, I think, too. Wait, do people have weird names when they're there? No, Funny Eddie's a clown. <laughs> oh, they do. They do have playa names. Funny Eddie goes by Funny playa Eddie. Playa names? What was your playa name? I didn't get a playa name. Everyone, my, my playa name was cop. Everyone thought I was a cop, basically. <laughs> Wherever I went, people thought I was a cop. Wait, I believe that. Uh, so people go with, people make up names when they're there? Like, there was a guy uh, who became Simba this week. There was uh, Merlin. I want to be Mahoney. never been raped. Never been raped. That's fine. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like totally crystal clear, <laughs> yeah, pristine. Yeah. You know. Yeah, sure, sure. Never been raped. Yeah. Yeah. For our lives to be over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I was I've going. Never been raped. For our lives. Quick pick up on the melody. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I can exactly see why everyone would think Andy's oh, a cop. Everyone, I <laughs> yeah. you, even though everything's free there, including alcohol, uh, they've now cracked. Like there are people, undercover p- cops there, who just want to make sure you're IDing everywhere. So one day I forgot my ID, and I'm trying to be like, "Look, gray hair. I can tell you everything about the year I was born." Um, and she was like, you're, "I can you're quote a cop, Toto songs." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, everyone assumed it was a cop. I didn't fit in in a lot of ways, but I still had the best time and. Um, Met a lot of really cool people, and I totally want to go back with comedians. I was talking to Chris Garcia about it today. I think there's something to this. I think we could have like a whole comic theme camp next year if we work on it. But uh, Bethany, yes. we always ask our guests this before we get started on stories. What, if anything, is your background in science? Um, I actually love science, and when I was in school, that's for sure. I also love everything to do with the body and digestion and poop and sex. Mm. Like I could talk about it forever. Um, really good with physiology, physiology. I can't say it, but I'm really good at it. <laughs> um, no, I just love it and I'm very interested and I like scientists. Like I would date a scientist, you know, cause I we feel have like... a lot of scientist listeners. Do you? Most yeah. of them single, I'm guessing. Nice. Yeah. So no, I'm into it. I'm into scientists and science. Bring it boys. Excellent. Yeah. Let's bring it. Yeah. I, we and to will their, bring it. To, 
like they're going to be happy because I already said put it in my mouth like twice. Twice. Oh, yeah. 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 Twice. So you already I'm gave your views in. on dick pics. You already, these. this is on board. You right. But just to, just to be clear again. Yeah. <clears throat> Solicited dick pics. Yeah. Uh, right. Requested. No, I have to, requested. Yeah. You're going you have, to have to change your Burning Man name right. after this episode. Oh, well, um, no, I don't want to do that. I'm kidding. I know. Guys, we're having a good time. Baptiste yes. Rogers. <laughs> uh, we didn't mention our theme, our theme song. Uh, it's our half an hour in and we haven't, yeah. Um, Baptiste, thank you so much. It's awesome. Little chip tune for you. Little 8-bit uh, theme song reimagining. That's the second... Beautiful. Impressive, complete remake of our theme that someone's Beautiful. done. Yeah, so please get those into us at probablyscience at gmail.com, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll throw it up there. We'll do all that. Um, so do you have a background in science at all? Um, my background is just um, internet science lookups. That's basically what nice. it is. I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll bring my input on it and you don't my need opinion. To, it's you don't need that. Yes. You already, that already puts you in, I'd say, the upper third of our guests in nice. terms of science knowledge. Nice, yeah. Because just so you know, I came in on this. I didn't even know what this was about. So that's true. sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. You were. It, it was. We apologize about the uh, call no. together. That's. I'm actually excited about it. If I want to go into science, I want to just be thrown into it. Thrown in there. Well, well yeah. let's start with this story, just because firstly it includes sex as well. Nice. And, I'm in. And secondly, normally we thank our guests and name our guests who send in stories. We love it when you guys send in stories. But that would take up most of the show if we named everyone who sent in this story. Yeah. A lot of people mm-hmm. were very... 14 people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was roughly about that number. Yeah, roughly. But a, roughly a very large number of people... Do you, you, first, Bethany, do you know about the SpaceX, the, the space gecko orgy? No, but I want to. Yeah. We've well. talked about this in past episodes. Uh, it's cropped up on more than one episode. There was a Russian spacecraft. Was it Russian? It was Russian, Russia. right? I believe it was Russian. It's got to be Russian. Uh, they sent up a probe full of, it was. It basically contained a gecko orgy, okay? Mm-hmm. And they lost contact with it. Then they reestablished contact, and now it seems... Guys, moment of silence. still partying. Moment well, of silence. What? The geckos on the SpaceX mission have passed. Yeah. Too much sex. Yeah. Too much gecko so sex. They Too much sex this, or not enough oxygen or temperature. <laughs> like well, they didn't heat. care about that. They were just like, it's only lizards. Well, they so. did the same thing with that dog. Laika. Did they only send one dog? That's the other problem. He was just like, who am I supposed to have sex with? <laughs> it was like the first living thing in space. Yeah. But it totally Wait, didn't come the back. the dog was before... The monkey? The dog was way before a monkey. But wasn't there an animal before the like dog? That. Didn't they work up the dog? Am Goldfish. Uh, no, I think dog, dog was, was first. Laika okay. was the first. Yeah, they strap, strapped her on in there. And um, there's audio of her dying. No. Yeah. Are you serious? That is it's unnecessary fucking brutal. information. It's wow. very unnecessary. Aww. But, you know, it's KGB, man. Is <laughs> <laughs> it just testing to see whether dogs yelp when they're burning up in the atmosphere? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty awful. Uh, wow. But, yeah, let's. Uh, on that note, let's pull geez. some Lagunitas out. Mm, some delicious Lagunitas. <laughs> Do you want a Lagunitas, Bethany? For the, for the homies. Uh, no, thank you. Oh, well, you were supposed to say yes because it's a sponsor. So now what do we do? Oh, no. You know why? Because I am allergic to wheat. Allergic to wheat? Yeah. That's a fair. When did you discover that? When I went to the allergist because I was sick as a dog. I was as sick as a likey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. (laughs) Um, Okay. All right. And the allergist told you that you were allergic to wheat? Wheat and dairy. Yes. Wheat and dairy. And dairy. But I'm not gluten- 
Like I, oh, okay. it's, oh, I know it's different? really just wheat. Oh. I mean, anything with wheat has gluten in it, but there's other stuff that has gluten that I can have. Is that cel- which one is celiac? Celiac is gluten. Gluten, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you're just really sick. Okay. All right. I just wanted to clear that up because I'm not super LA. Like I have a legit yeah. allergy. It's no, that's not yeah. Like, I, I, you know, it's not you, for my figure. Eat what you want to eat. Yeah. yeah. Just, Unless it's wheat, and then pasta. don't. Don't put it in your mouth, is what. Right. Or I can and just be icky yeah. for a day, which yeah. is fine. By the way, yeah. in 1994, according to this article, Japanese killifish became the first vertebrates to reproduce in outer space. Can I say that I said goldfish? I was very close. That's great. Yeah. 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 So they weren't, the first, they weren't the first animals in space, but they were the first to reproduce, to successfully spawn. Well, there had been, before that, of course, their agency had done several space bakakis. Right, but, yeah. but, but this is the first actual reproduction. We, and like, what, what ast- astronauts must take themselves off to a corner? Absolutely, they're they have for to. How could they you not? not? It's How just could they, not? they have to just for their own health, just for their own well-being. Michael Collins, you telling me that guy didn't jerk off? <laughs> I think finally got side? those guys outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, don't they have? Time? I thought they had like a penis cap thing specifically for it because you don't like, want it. Well, they have a, a peeing thing. For peeing, but no, no. And presumably. then they have like a but then cap they thing, like this plasticky thing that goes over it. I'm pretty sure they do to not lose that juice. To milk out it. Into well, you don't want it floating around the, right, the right. cabin. Right, so they have yeah. the thing that they, they yeah, do, and it like suctions it out. I'm kind of surprised I didn't. That wasn't mentioned at all in Packing for Mars. There's a book about the human side of space travel, and they talked a lot about excretion, but I don't think they actually mentioned. That's a big excretion that's to a, miss. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm like curious. one of the ones I'm most wanting to know about. You know, you know? what? Obviously, we actually yeah, just yeah, got yeah. word that we're going to have. A prominent. Should we say this yet? Are we well, jinx let's, it? let's let's leave it in case we jinx it. Okay, but we okay. hopefully got a really good space person that might be joining us on the show. And I don't know if we're going to ask that question. Probably not. But uh, all right, Matt Kirshen, host of a science podcast, believes in jinxing. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not talking about from a supernatural point of view. I'm just talking about a. I don't want to let down to listeners. To yeah, have it. better like, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. It's like if I ever land anything, like if if I get booked for a TV show or something, I sure. will never be the one who tweets it out. I'll wait until the program yeah, tweets it out, and then you it. retweet right, that. No, I totally well, just in case you, you get bumped at the last minute. Their cancellations happens, and you don't want to be the one going. I'm going to do this amazing thing, and then you have to be yeah. like a, two days later. You're like, actually ignore that. But last then you'd be all then you'd be all depressed if that happened. I would be depressed. You'd, Why? Be, you'd find a way to cut that depression. Why might you be saying that, Jesse? Well, uh, Matt. Did yep. you know that uh, breastfeeding cuts your depression risk? Did you guys know? I did not know I that. I did not know that. <laughs> oh Although God, it, I'm going to get pregnant. Well, breastfeeding can have the risk of postnatal depression, according to a large study of 14,000 new mothers. Didn't need the word large. Um, wow. However, there is a large increase in the risk of depression in women planning to breastfeed who are unable to do so. Well, yeah. Oh, a little yeah, give and yeah. take. If you want something, you can't have it, you're going to be depressed about what it. What about the depression of like uh, holier-than-thou like self-righteous mothers guilting you about not breastfeeding that's a depression sure mm-hmm. sure then sometimes you're depressed because your mom breastfed you for too long and you're the weird eight-year-old kid on oprah i don't oprah. think you're depressed about that i've never seen a little boy depressed about being breastfed too that's long have good, you that's a good point well no yeah. it's weird they, there's always every year no, it is weird but the, the, kid, the kid's probably the a kid fan is, the kid's probably on board with it i do know one the, actually no shit yes How old? and well now he's an adult but he was still doing it no, not still doing it, but he did it way into, it, I want to say seven or eight. Like, he basically was able to talk and say breast now. Like, and, oh, no. Whoa. But that's more like mommy issues. Oh, yeah. And, 
Yeah, is this guy, yeah. uh, is he happy? Mom, is mom. He, no, he's <laughs> terrible at everything Smoking to do with women, uh, including his relationship with his mother. Wow. Um, yeah, no, it's it's not a good thing. I, I mean, my parents are very progressive, uh, sort of deal. I used to breastfeed for my father the whole time. That's good. Um, yeah, it was so, more like just doing body shots, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just like, just like yeah. pour it down him, and he'd have to. Well, lap she it would up. Pu- she would pour it up. She would do a breast over each shoulder on him. Stand, <laughs> she would stand behind him. Okay, okay. And I would sort. Yeah, and I would it's, sort of do a it's body like that shot. Improv exercise where someone else's arms are going. Through. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But but they would do that with my mom's breasts, and I would I would uh, oftentimes just do sort of a a, a shot off of him. You know, like I'm styles, imagining right? your mom like in a Time magazine or National Geographic with those kind of boobs. Like if she was able to just flap them over your <laughs> pendulous, father, pendulous I'm breasts. just seeing very Pen- flat pendulous breasts. Um, yeah. Here's the deal. Uh, my mom has rocking fucking tits. <laughs> so, so your dad has short shoulders is what you're saying. No, no my, my mom, of course, she has Nat Geo boobs. She's Canadian. Um, what does that mean? I don't know. Canadians have very motherly breasts. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a nation of motherly breasts. Everyone knows that. It's all, uh, you know, British, Scandinavian. Matt knows what I'm talking about. The fish and chips boobs. Fish and chips boobs. We're losing all of our listeners right Poor now. Poor Canadians right now. I can hear the unsubscribing. Do you know how many girls right now who are into science are thinking like, Mom, I need to go and get my boobs done? No, they're not. Because it doesn't matter. Who gives a fuck? Like, my, you know, my mom's a, a beautiful woman. Whatever. The, the, the point there really is like, whatever you have, there's somebody who's into that is, is the upside of that. So Canadians take heart. But I've never really objectively. Canadian men love it. Yes. I've never really objectively checked out. My, I would have to ask my dad. I'd be like, Dad, what are moms? Because to me, I've seen my mother's breasts, which I've seen them twice, I think, like in memory. In like memory, Mom, I've seen are them these envelope flaps that you have or are they breasts? Like, that's what you're asking? <laughs> no, no. I'd say like, Dad, what's your take? Because he can view her sexually. Right. You know, you which hope. is something that I have trouble with. I don't know if he still can, but he, I'm sure at some point. Yeah. Um, but what if, what if like a dick pic, you got a breast pic of your mom. Okay. And so her head wasn't there, right? You know where I'm going with this. Sure. And it was just boobs. Yeah. Sure. Wouldn't you then be able to take yourself out and, and you didn't know. You were just looking at him. Yeah, I could be objective about that. Right, right. It's like a twenty first century Oedipus story, and you find out that the the you find out it's your mom. God was your. You have to gouge your own eyes. I think you should ask your dad for one. Just randomly send you like five breast pics, but one of those breasts is your mom. Okay. First of all, I would immediately know it was my mom's. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Um, Because of the bite mark scar that I left her with. Um, that is still there. Missing well, a nip. Just one no, I don't know boob. what I'm talking about. Guys, Dr. Maria Lakovau, <laughs> okay, okay, one of the researchers, okay. told the BBC that uh, breastfeeding. It's Iacovau. Iacovau. Yakovau, uh, maybe. Yakovau. Maria Yakovau, one of the researchers, told the BBC that. Um, Yakovau. Wow. I don't know. Maria uh, Shyamalan, one of the researchers, told the BBC that breastfeeding does appear to have a protective effect, but there's the other side of the coin. Because you see. Uh, what we have here is this. So this study, uh, it was published in the Journal for Maternal and Child Health, and it called for more support for women unable to breastfeed. Um, a parenting charity said mental health was a huge issue for many mothers. The health benefits of breastfeeding to the baby are clear cut, and the World Health Organization recommends feeding a child nothing but breast milk for the first six months. Um, however, researchers at the University of Cambridge said the impact of the mother was not as clearly understood. One in 10 women will develop depression after the birth of their child. Um, the researchers analyzed data from 13,998 births in the southwest of England. Um, it showed that out of women who were planning to breastfeed, there was a 50% reduction in the risk of postnatal depression if they started breastfeeding. But the risk of depression more than doubled among women who wanted to but were not able to. 
But mm. do you really think that's attached to breastfeeding? I don't. I feel like here's this woman who the reason she's depressed is because she can't give the first thing you want to give as a mother, and I don't have kids, but I'm just guessing, is this life that you have inside them and you can right. feed them and nurture them and give it to them. And so when a woman isn't able to do that and she's staring at her child and she's like, I'm supposed to feed you and this, it's just innate. It's completely innate. I think it has more to do with the psychology of it than I think of something that has to do with whether you breastfeed or not. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's a fine line between what is uh, psychological and physiological at that point right. because it all ends up with the same, uh, uh, Results. Well, but, but well and it's all chemicals. So if, if only they had studied that in this study. Oh, no, I didn't read right, ahead. Uh, but I think okay. if you can, if Wait. you are not able to breastfeed, then those hormones have already kicked in and things are changing in your body that are supposed to be happening, right? Like things that are changing it from being you able to breastfeed into not being able to breastfeed. So your body's working in that way. Sure. So I don't think it's a hormonal thing is what I mean. Hmm. Because there are women who are breastfeeding who also get post. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. That's I don't but this know. This is an increased it's also increased risk rather than sole cause. Right, but I'm saying the increased increased risk is less physiological and more psychological because it's just not being able to do the act of what you innately want to do. Well, you know the, I mean? the paper but sort of agrees with you there, you know? Thank you. I think that's <laughs> you're so cocky, immediately cocky well, about it. Guys, I'm the only one with tits here. Let's be honest. No, you're not. Um, that's true. That's true. I, uh, yeah. No, that's that's so. Mothers often experience pressures after the birth, such as pain, shortage of sleep, and anxiety. Breastfeeding can help to relax mothers and reduce stress, so it might play a part in preventing mental health issues developing. Um, it, there are so many benefits to breastfeeding. It says possible explanations Possible explanations for the beneficial effect to the mother include the release of feel-good hormones when milk is produced. Um, social or psychological factors such as feelings of failing as a mother, of course, yeah. could also be happening in the other direction. So, mm-hmm. yeah, nailed it. Thanks, you guys. Hey, yeah. and hey. I'm, I'm new at this, you guys. You're welcome. Whatever, anytime. You're welcome. I, I want this story. We, we've got... We've done a bit of a space story, but that was more of a biology space story. But I want this star story that I read during the week, and I saved saved up for this episode. Yeah. Dead stars, apparently, can reignite and explode. Whoa. Wow. We're pretty cool, what, so... What are you talking about? Astronomers, according to this BBC article, have shown that dead stars, known as white dwarfs, can reignite and explode as supernovas. The discovery appears still sol- not the science community as advanced as it is. We're still not going white little people, right? Uh, yeah, I think dwarf is actually one of the words that is. Thought it was okay, okay. and and no, I just listened. D- dwarf is. I don't think that's as offensive. I think midget is the word that everyone wants to avoid. Yeah, but, but dwarf is a medical thing. It's a dwarfism. Different, yeah. Dwarfism is dwarfism. Yeah, a medical term, All right? All right I don't and a medical term about. for a certain type of star. The discovery appears to solve a mystery surrounding the nature of a particular category of stellar explosions known as Type 1A supernovas. Theorists suspected that white dwarfs could explode due to a disruptive interaction with a companion star, but lacked definitive evidence. a reality show. (laughs) Until now. Details of the research appear in the journal Nature. And do you want to know the smoking gun? Yes, yes. Yeah, the smoking yeah. gun in this case was detection of a radioactive nuclei being generated by nuclear fusion in the cosmic blast. So astronomers have long had the tools to detect the signature of this fusion, but had to wait for a supernova to explode nearby in order to bring, begin their observations. Uh, and here's what happens. Towards the end of its life, 
a star with around the mass of uh, the sun right. will shed its outer layers as the core shrinks down to become a white dwarf. So it, the outer layers start to float off into space, uh, and what's left will shrink down, and and then it uh, left to their own devices, single white dwarfs will just cool off slowly over time. So they become a red dwarf, which was a sitcom in the 90s, right. and then they fade even more. Uh, but there is a maximum mass at which a white dwarf can remain stable, which is a property known as the um, Chandras... Chandrasekhar, like the director of um, Super Troopers. Yeah, and he, the director of Super Troopers also was an astronomer uh, and an Indian-American astrophysicist. Uh, if a white dwarf steals matter from a stellar companion or collides with another white dwarf, the extra weight can compress the carbon in the star's core until this element undergoes nuclear fusion. This carbon is fused into heavier elements with a sudden release of energy that tears the star apart. So it says, although type 1A supernovas are expected to occur frequently across the universe, they are rare occurrences in any one galaxy, with typical rates of one every few hundred years. But an opportunity to observe one of these events came on the 21st of January 2014. Uh, So there we go. Do they know exactly how long ago it happened in, um, in you know, space-time, all that? I guess, yeah, I'm sure they could. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't say in this article exactly how far... If you want to look up how far away supernova slash star SN2014J, which is in the nearby galaxy oh, M82... Oh, I bought that. I bought that star. Oh, <laughs> I do. I have a map of it, and it's got my name. <laughs> That's yours. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm afraid to say it's just supernova well, uh, you know. Prefer- Worth more. I know. Good, glad you held on to that. Thank you. It's a. It's one of the brightest now. If it's a supernova, just blew the fuck up. We could probably look up distance. <laughs> How far away is the galaxy M eighty two? Let's let's Google that. How far away is galaxy? Talking out the Google M eighty two. Yes. You get to hear how slow I am at typing. Messier eighty two. Uh, I'm guessing. Does it say on the internet? 12 oh, million light up. years. Yeah, so there we go. 11,420,000 light years. I was going to correct you. That's what I figured. Is the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. F- yeah. I don't know whether that's one of the further back or the nearest stars. So somewhere between 11 and 12 million years ago is when sure. this would have ha- taken place. Yeah. Because that light would. I bought that star. Wow. So. Yeah, but, no. My but now ancestors. the trouble is now, if you go to visit it, 11 to 12 million years would have passed yeah. since you bought it. In fact... That's what I'm saying. Given that when you, you visit, there, it's going to yeah. take you a good 11 to 12 million years to get there as well. No, we don't, we don't visit, minimum. though. We just, no, no, it's it's just our like ancestors yeah. from, like, before... It's just good to have? Yeah, just like, so you have it? Are you, are you, just like are you Mormon? What's good to have? Yeah, no, I'm... Just need to have it. Gorman. Gorman. <laughs> Do Mormons have stars or just planets? I forgot about how that works. Oh, that's right. They've got a they've got a limited number of people. You get a planet for your family, I think, right? Well, it's you have to have enough. It's Mormon. You have to have enough children, or you don't. Oh, that's why. Oh. Okay. Um, um, so, but but, but we, if you wanted to go back and talk to your answer, you'd have to have some sort of time machine. But before, I just yeah. want to <laughs> no. Before, <laughs> before want we get onto that very quickly, um, yeah, yeah I, I, that's the main bit of the story. But just just so you know, um, if you see a white dwarf star that you think is burnt out. Be careful! Don't don't approach it until you know it's cooled. 
for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Don't because it could still really supernova. A good tip. Yeah. So don't. That's just base. I mean, they teach kindergartners that obviously. Yeah. You, don't you know, approach. everyone still makes those kind of mistakes. Right. No, you don't forget. get in a, yeah. don't get in a car with them. They're burnouts. Uh-huh. Don't don't do uh-huh. any. Yep. Yeah. You could be checking your cell phone as a kindergartner and miss that. So, thank you for reiterating yeah. that yeah. tip. That's important. Yeah. Uh, that's important. Uh, guys, Jesse, yeah. did you know that? Um, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Did you know that a uh, time travel simulation, a recent time travel simulation, resolves the grandfather paradox? The grandfather paradox? My favorite paradox. Are you talking about the paradox where if you go back in time and kill your own grandfather, how could you have gone back in time to kill your own grandfather? Because yeah, you then never you existed? You, yeah. Why isn't that the father paradox, by the way? So, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Grandfather no paradox. one likes grandpa. Yeah. He knows what he did. Mm-hmm. So on June 28th, 2009, the world famous physicist Stephen Hawking threw a party at the University of Cambridge. Complete with balloons, hors d'oeuvres, and ice champagne. Everyone was invited, but no one showed up. Hawking has expected as much because he only sent out invitations after his party had concluded. That sounds like a riddle. I'm like, wait, <laughs> am I trying to figure this out? Um, he was, he said, welcome reception for future time travelers. A tongue-in-cheek experiment to reinforce his 1992 conjecture that travel into the past is effectively impossible. But Hawking may be on the wrong side of history. Um... Recently, experiments offer tentative, 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 motherfucker, tentative, tentative. Recent experiments offer tentative, tentative support for time travel's feasibility. Feasibility. At least from a mathematical perspective. The study cuts to the core of our understanding of the universe and the resolution of the possibility of time travel. Resolution. Uh, far from being a topic worthy only of science fiction. Um, it would have profound implications for fundamental physics as well as for practical applications such as quantum cryptography and computing. The source of time travel speculation lies in the fact that our best physical theories seem to contain no prohibitions on traveling backward through time. The feat should be possible based on Einstein's theory of, of Jin Rel, obviously. Jin Rel. Yeah. Um, uh, e equals MC Deuce. <laughs> which describes uh, <laughs> describes gravity as the warping of space-time by energy and matter. An extremely powerful gravitational field, such as that produced by a spinning black hole, could in principle profoundly warp the fabric of existence so that space-time bends back in on itself. And this would obviously create a closed time-like curve, or CTC, CTC. <laughs> of course, <laughs> is a loop that could be traversed to travel back in time. But Hawking called bullshit. He called bullshit. Um, bullshit. So in a... Because of those paradoxes where cause and effect break down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this is a long article we should well, no, have pre-read. But, I, mean, but the, I did pre-read it. And it's, oh, you did? Yes, I did. Yeah. I'm sorry. Why did I? I didn't mean to take the reins on this puppy. <laughs> just did you find the story, by feet. the way? Was, I didn't yeah. yeah I, was... Someone posted it on Facebook. I was just like, oh, I love it. Because I love, I love um, time travel movies. Okay. And I also yeah. get angered by them because they can never resolve that one fundamental paradox. But thank you, whoever posted on Facebook. I'm sorry we, we've lost your name somewhere. And Morgan Perrine sent in the best No, it wasn't story. like on our... I mean, just like on yeah, our feed, like just my in brother the world. I just saw it in oh, my okay. feed. Well, here's the deal, bro. Uh, nope. You and your grandfather have to go back in time at the same time. Take your grandpa with you. Right. Keep him safe. Always hold hands when you're always, traveling. Always hold hands. Don't hand. approach a white dwarf. Take your hold grandparents. Hold your grandpa's hand when you're traveling back I in time. I feel like Back to the Future was the closest then. No, because saying. it didn't... I mean, nothing can... can can fix the like what they tried to do is have like the picture would start to fade as things got changed slightly which is right. like why would it be <laughs> 
So there's a version of the future where you have no hand? Like, what's the... <laughs> well, yeah, if you um, just... There's, I've seen a lot where you just take a book with you and lines start disappearing. This just makes... Why would there be a time basis for that in your current existence? Exactly. My, yeah. Exactly. And that's what bothered so, me about Terminator. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's any like time just, travel movie is going to bother you. If just you wait. Too much, why did they still send back their guys at the same time in the future? Wait a thousand years. Kick that dude's ass. Yeah, just kill. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they kill the baby version of whatever. Or I don't know. No, no. I'm saying like in the first Terminator, they send back Kyle Reese, the human, Mm -hmm. right? And then they what happened to that guy? And then they send back, um, dude. He got really bitter. Follow him on Twitter. Oh, really? That guy is. That guy hates his life. Michael Bain. Michael Bain. I don't know who that is. That's who that guy is. The actor. Okay. The actor. Yeah, because then he he only did James Cameron shit. Because he and uh, uh, fucking Paxton. He was in the abyss. That's right. But he and Paxton were both in Terminator, and then both in Aliens, and you know, fucking Paxton, Paxton blew kept up. Working blew up. Blew wow. up, bro. Blew up. Finger of God. <laughs> so, um, but what? But what I'm saying is, um, why did they? Apparently, in the future, they just sent their guys back on the same day. Instead oh, of yeah. instead of just be? being like, well, it's because the loca- the setting. The set location guy who has to set everything up, it was cheaper for them in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why they did it. No, I understand that. Mathematically, but that's yeah, yeah. Sense. Here's the thing, Jesse. If if one team sends their guy back, mm-hmm. say say, say we're, we're both at the time machine. Okay. And I send my guy back to fuck up your thing. Okay. If you try and wait even one day, rather than let alone 10,000 years... By that time, that guy's already changed the future and fucked your fucked your plans but it up. It would have been that way so the whole you have time. To get then back there at the same time. Well, that presupposes that there's one way things. Go- Let me get into the story. You okay. have to. You're right. You have to literally jump into the time machine at exactly the same moment. Okay, but either way, whatever. Separate gonna- time. I just know you have to be naked. You have to be naked. We know that we've learned that. But then, why does it matter that he's a robot underneath skin? So all you need to do is cover skin of whatever you could like. Put skin over a bomb. Then they have, they have to do so much convoluted no, 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 bullshit. No, you can't see the mechanical things. Obviously, that was covered in Terminator Salvation. You fuck. No, they covered in Terminator Two. They said uh, <laughs> that was the T one thousand. No, that was the T one thousand. Edward Furlong asked, "Why can't you just send back a bomb and blow up?" And then Arnold is like, "Because it can't be complex machinery. Only it's like you're a complex machine. Like you're." You're a I robot know. covered in skin. Yeah, you're why, a robot. You a bomb is back? far less complex than why a human. Are you naked? Right. Yeah, <laughs> it makes got, no sense. A bomb has right. a lot less going Even on. Even though than you're still love but the not movie. in his head. I still love the movie. Not in his head. Not but in his okay, brain. let's get There's into not the... that much going on. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. When That's I die, I'm going to give a thumbs up. <laughs> Did he give a thumbs up at their beard too? As he was going down to the molten... I love Terminator 2. I, I think too. it's a great too. film. I too. Yes. And then that's the... That's really... That's how we're taking her out? I forgot that that happened. A little yeah. thumbs up at the end? Well, as he as his thumb disappears in the lava? Fuck off. <laughs> and the catchphrases were so clunky. Like... They won they, him a Senate race? Or a governor's race? Right, but I'm saying like the way, the way that they did them, like there's no way Edward Furlong... Would would have in his day to day life as a fourteen year old said hasta la vista baby to people. He's like, when you want to shine him on, you say hasta la vista baby. He's like, no, you don't say that. Like, as a kid, you don't say that. whatever. Okay, maybe anyway. maybe he had a Mexican housekeeper. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. you don't know. Oh, weird Terminator Two fact. I know we're going to talk about the story. Okay, okay. All right, for any James Cameron heads out there, uh-huh. for anyone that's that you've also Cam- seen Cam heads, Cam heads. You've also seen Aliens, of course. Mm-hmm. Aliens. Uh, you know. Uh, Edward Furlong's mom, not Linda Hamilton, but his like foster mom in Terminator Two. Oh yeah, you know the the like redheaded, frizzy haired. Uh, and doesn't she answer the phone? And she's the T one thousand. She, and she answers through the milk carton, through the dad's head, through the, the milk carton, through the yeah. head. 
Um, she How's was, Wolfie? Yeah. Oh, Wolfie's fine. Exactly. Your parents are dead. Yeah. yeah, the How's Wolfie. That was that was a great scene. Great. Your oh, parents so, yeah. are dead. Um, <laughs> she was Vasquez in Aliens. Vasquez? I don't remember that character. I sorry, mean, it'll sorry, blow your I'm mind. Sorry. It'll okay. blow your mind if you look at them side by side and you're like, oh, that's the same actress. That's crazy. What a transformation. Guys. Okay, so here's how you solve the grandfather paradox of going back to kill your own grandfather, thus preventing your own birth. Um, it's a quantum solution and it works like this. Instead of a human being traversing a CTC, a uh, closed time curve, what was it the first C? CDC, yeah. Closed time like curve. Closed time like curve. Um, imagine instead a fundamental particle go- goes back in time to flip a switch on the particle generating machine that created it. If the particle flips the switch, the machine emits a particle, the same particle, back into the CTC. If the switch isn't flipped, the machine emits nothing. In this scenario, there's no a priori deterministic certainty to the particle's emission, only a distribution of probabilities in the way that quantum mechanics work. 50-50? Yes. We're, so we're the doing a really advanced to, Schrodinger's cat here? Basically. Yeah, like, just like that, yeah. Um, so this, um, so Deutsch, who, uh, who is this? What's his first name? Early in the article, someone named Deutsch was referenced. Dude, okay. German German scientists love like like and then maybe it will die. And then it's possible this cat is, is that dead. Half a chance the cat will just die from the pellets. <laughs> uh, so his insight was to postulate self consistency in the quantum realm to insist that any particle entering one end of a CTC must emerge at the other end with identical properties. Therefore, a particle emitted by the machine with a probability of one half would enter the CTC and come out the other end. To flip the switch with a probability of one half, sure. imbuing itself at birth with a probability of one half of going back to flip the switch. So if the particle were a person, she would be born with a one half probability of killing her grandfather, giving her grandfather one half probability of escaping death at her hands, good enough in probabilistic terms to close the causative loop and escape the paradox. Mm. Strange though it may be, this solution is in keeping with the known laws of quantum mechanics. What I don't get is it seems like it should be a recursive thing where every time it gets halved again... Yes. Mm-hmm. So it keeps a quarter, an eighth, a sixteenth. I don't quite get why that doesn't happen. Why the act of flipping the switch creates another having, as opposed to it always being one half. I'm kind of a bit lost on this. Basically, just saying that uh, if if there's a hundred percent certainty that the person exists and a hundred percent certainty they go back and flip the switch to kill, like slicing thing, an orange. What is that from? I'm just doing I'm just doing a fucking Star Trek lingo comparison. They just do clunky com- like like well no like someone explains something very heavy and then they just have the dumbest <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> like throwing a baseball like connecting two dots just like that <laughs> yes exactly Jordy yeah. anyway <laughs> um I mean it, it's so it's basically just saying that it's not a certain thing that happens at all but this particle exists there's a fifty percent chance the particle exists and therefore a fifty percent chance it goes back and stops itself from existing. But as long as those aren't always zero or always one, you don't have a paradox because it it it, right. it allows that right. within that probability it allows for those possibilities. So in, the, to in this in this analogy, the particle is the time traveler, and the switch flipping machine is the is the, is, the, the, is, the, is the killing of the grandfather. Right, the machine generates the particle itself. Right. So so the machine is the thing that produces it. So I don't know, fucking father. So it's basically yes, spunking it's out the father, not it's a spunking out the um. Mother, particle. mother, how about that? Because it actually does, yes. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, we've we've already changed the generation. I don't know if we want to change the gender <laughs> as well. Much, That's too much. That's too big a jump. Paradox. But, um, uh, so if it flips the switch, okay, yeah. I but do you see the problem I have with it where it seems like it, it, it keeps getting cut in half in a, in a, in a loop 
that would eventually that would, it, that instantly brings it down to basically you think asymptotically the prob- approaching the probability zero. would tend to zero, but, but I, would I never don't be quite zero. get why that doesn't happen. Maybe it does, but as long as it's non-zero, then it's possible it happens. Anyhow, so uh, in in the simulation that was run by, um, what did that grandpa do? You know, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Why did I miss the no names of everyone that. involved in this mm-hmm. article? Um, excuse me for one second. Queensland physicist Tim Ralph. So in the um, simulation Ralph ran, um, they studied Deutsch's model using interactions between pairs of polarized photons within a quantum system that they argue is mathematically equivalent to a single photon traversing a CTC. And they encode the polarizations so that the second one acts as a kind of a past incarnation of the first. So okay. instead of sending a person through a time loop, they created a stunt double of the person and ran him through a time loop simulator to see if the doppelganger emerging from a CTC exactly resemble the original person as he was in that moment in the past. Sure. And by measuring the polarization states of the second photon after its interaction with the first, across multiple trials, they successfully demonstrated that self-consistency in action. So the state they got at their output, uh, the second photon at the simulated exit of the CTC was the same as that of their input, the first encoded photon. Um, Of course, they're not really sending anything back in time, but the simulation allows them to study weird evolutions normally not allowed in quantum mechanics. Sure. This is. I know this is like it's over my head too. But, no, um, I get it. But I have a question. It's like shooting a spitwad uh, out of a straw. <laughs> 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 exactly. Wait, I and this may not even be following because I'm trying. Um, but even if you were to go and flip the switch and do all that stuff, aren't isn't the person who is? I'm gonna just use layman. Sure. Yeah. The person who is in the time travel unit. Yeah. That's getting s- spud out. Yeah spat out well, um that's that's not that's they, not the, that's not the time the unit the loop is is like the time traveling thing the right. device is the actual is like your mother popping you out so we're saying either this thing oh, flips see. the switch stopping itself from being generated or it doesn't and if it stops itself from being generated how did it get there in the first place is the paradox but somehow that's resolved because in quantum figures you're making qu- 50 50 yeah in quantum ideas you don't even say that thing exists you say that thing has a probability of existing of this much right so that's the fundamental difference in the way of looking at things so it never works out logically if you actually imagine a 100 percent existing thing going back and doing a 100 percent definite action well it doesn't work with classical classical mechanics at all right classical yeah physics. so that's how this Supposedly, I mean, it's still, it's never going to be intuitive. It's never going to be a thing where like, oh, that makes sense. I can picture this happening. But um, they say they've resolved this. So someone is smarter than Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Blasphemy. Yeah. No, it's it's true. It's true. I feel like I brought the mood down with this one, guys. You didn't. You didn't bring the mood down. Um, If you did bring the mood down, you'd be, I don't know, if you're some sort of nurse, (laughs) some sort of old nurse. (laughs) Yeah. How so, Jesse? Did, uh, <laughs> did you guys know that um, nurses driven by desire to help others are more apt to burn out? Of course. Okay, well, well, never giving. mind then. If never you're mind. constantly giving. But don't you, don't you feel like you want a nurse who is in the job to take care of people? Like, do. Yeah, but you can only give so much to where you're like, um, hello. Yeah. Well, well, so, Jesse, how can you be a happy nurse? What do you have to do? Well, check this out. Happy so, endings. Um, nurses who are, you know, and I, and I know I've said this before. And I hate repeating myself. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. A happy beginning would relax me much more. 
I've, I've never gotten a, a massage hand job thing at one of those places. Not judging if you have, but I know what but I'm you would like. Enjoy the massage more if it was. I know Absolutely. my weird body issues. I'm like, oh, this is this is. I couldn't enjoy a massage knowing I'm like, what if I don't get hard? You never I, had a massage at all. No, of course I have. Oh, okay. But I'm saying if I know a hand job's coming, I'm gonna be very nervous. Oh, I see. I'm gonna be, what <laughs> if, what, is yeah, what if what if she's not into my dick? You're nervous. Oh, I, I thought have... you were gonna say excited because I would just be like, get to it, get to it. Like I would just want that I to happen. Enjoy and the then yes, after climax, you're so much more relaxed. A lovely then massage after. Yeah, That'd no, be great. I get it. But... Can you patent this idea? Can you mail this to yourself? Happy beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got something to this. <laughs> just go in, get a hand job immediately. Right. And then yeah, get a massage. Later, get a massage. See, they don't have happy endings for women because we take too long. The guy's like, "You don't have no money. <laughs> we got no just, time." This has happened to you. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, okay. like, there's just not enough time for the woman. Like, it would be a real workout for them, and sure. a time cruncher. You know, they wouldn't okay. be able to fit in as I mean, many you're paying hourly, who massages, cares? right? I mean, from the from that's the what I'm saying. Why I agree it should be in the beginning because who knows how long it's going to take? It takes twenty. How much of the hour do you allot like, to If you can finish activity. in the first five, then, then you got a then you got a fifty-five minute massage, bonus money, massage, like group. But then think how stressed out you're going to be. Bring in the trying to come quickly to maximize your massage. Yeah, like, time. I want to I want to no, come quickly because no. I've got knots in my back, yeah. so I'm going to need at least forty-five minutes of working. Look, I feel like the objective will be this happy whatever beginning or ending. So, uh-huh. no, I wouldn't be stressed about how much time left okay. in the massage because having the happy ending will be the most relaxing thing. Anything after they do, that after that, it's is just cake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just bonus. like how much time we have. Fantastic, keep touching. So, you it. might get an hour long happy beginning and then you just leave. Yeah, like, because. It was a beginning, middle, and an end. Really. Of course, because after, usually after I go, I'm like, oh, wait, don't touch me for like, because I'm so sensitive. They'll even have a little mini break because it'll just be like, give me five. Right, Let right. me just. You don't want Because get... if you touch me, uh, it's too much. Uh, sure. Did you anywhere? You know Afterwards, no. Your nerve endings are firing. Everything's Everything, going, and then like, you're, and then you're like, weird. you have no, to I, take a minute and weep, and yeah, yeah I get right, it. Right, but if it's someone I love, no, that's fine, because then I'm doing all these weird things, and it's great. But if somebody I didn't know was doing it, I would just be like, hey, give me five. Let me just recoup. Okay. Let me just settle. Sure, hey, stranger, give me and five then work minutes. Work on this now. Yeah, yeah, stranger, off sure. The street. Yeah. But off of this area. Yeah, yeah, get off the area. Yeah, and then give the give the. Give the deltoids a go. Yeah, you can blow on it. Sure. For a little bit. Okay, well, we all know the blow on it trick. And um, guys, <laughs> nurses who are primarily motivated by a desire I'm here to. for less science and more um, just weird, awkward. Nurses who are primarily motivated by a desire to help others rather than by enjoyment of the work itself or the lifestyle it makes possible are more likely to burn out on the job. According to researchers at the University of Akron, uh, nursing is still a female-dominated occupation, and being female is associated with being caring, nurturing, and altruistic. That means many assume the desire to help others is the right motivation for choosing a career in nursing. However, their study found that nurses who pursue their career for reasons other than, or in addition to, the desire to help others find the job to be less stressful. That, result, uh, that results in less burnout, better personal health, and high job commitment. The researchers. Yeah, they don't care. That sounds like they don't yeah. care. They're just there for the paycheck, and like, of course, they're not stressing. Sure, sure. The, um, the researchers. But this you, is... you think maybe the ones who really care though also have that sense of achievement and sense of like I'm making a difference. But, but, I think but how many be... times do they make a difference? I think exactly. they lose so many people. I, and it's I've like... dated multiple nurses, and one of them Bragging. left. She. <laughs> like, wow, the scientists are like, I want a nurse. Uh, uh, one of them left. She was in, in labor and delivery, and she left that because it was too depressing and went into pediatric oncology. So she'd rather spend time with kids dying of cancer than have to hand over babies 
to all these awful parents and think about how they're going to fuck up these babies. For the rest of their lives, yeah. And these yeah. cancer patients are most likely going to die. And they're, but she was more depressed she, at, at the miracle of life because of how awful most people are as parents. No, but I've heard that. And it's because you can give these, if you really care, you can give these people who are on their last leg, like amazing last leg lives. Well, pal- palliative care is, is, I think, one of the most noble things you can do. Mm-hmm. The way we fucking abandon the elderly and dying because we don't want to think about it. It's too icky. But then yeah. also it's the one fucked up. Like it's been a couple of times in my life that I've encountered. Uh, You've killed killed some old yeah, people. Yeah, killed some old people. Yeah, but yeah. Um, hospice nurses who don't who don't just work in the hospices. By the way, they also just, they'll do home visits and that kind of thing. They're fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm they're, saying. And they're not. Well, but they're, they're just not just amazing good at people. They're not just amazing at dealing with the people themselves. They're amazing at helping the pe- the friends and family as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's a paycheck. Hey. <laughs> What's happening there, Andy? That's my impression of a nurse who's just phoning it in. What's that a sound? Beer. It sounded like some sort of delicious Lagunitas IPA. Yeah, it smells really good. That's a delicious Lagunitas IPA. Huh? Mm. There's something amazing about watching the dew. Oh, and then <laughs> that's. <laughs> please hear that. Can they hear? The that's the foam. Right that's the foam. Um, that's the. I don't know how big I'm. Th- I'm pouring into device is. Sure. Sure. Not think that through. It does smell good. It overtakes the smell of urine in our backyard, Andy, <laughs> which we never discussed. We failed to discuss. Let me tell something to the listeners right now, sure. and I don't want to throw my lovely roommate under the bus. Andy thinks that I've been peeing in the backyard <laughs> enough to create some sort of urine scent. All I know is you pee in the backyard, and it smells like pee over there. Okay. I have to say this as a woman. I think that's fantastic. I love when guys just fucking piss everywhere. Like I, you want a manly. You want. I do. You want I like. like I like lumberjack. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. I like dirty men who are just like I will fucking pick you, that up. Yeah, I'll you want to. You want a monster. I will go piss in the corner and right. put our scent on this. Sure. Yeah, like I think <laughs> there's something no, magical totally. about it, and you like we are missing men. Like now, men are so metro weird it's like come on just bring that like we can balance. yeah we can discuss this at length um <laughs> obviously you want how much length just Gre- greeks uh three inches okay. obviously some sort of greek centaur type type no, no. thing you want pan no you I know don't. i want a normal man but like how they used to make them not now I think that now we have so many devices to do everything for us we have so much mother's guilt to like and parent guilt to like feed these men and I use men loosely, like everything they need and want. We use men loosely. (laughs) Um, But give them everything they want in this generation that like no one's able to fight for something. Do you want a man who can like survive in the desert on his own for like eight days, for instance? I want Bear (laughs) Gryllis. Amongst 70,000 other people. I want Bear Gryllis, yes. That's who I want. nothing more than a geodesic dome that his friends helped him build. (laughs) No, no. But but what (laughs) I'm saying is a man man who does that, a man who pisses on his shit to be like, this is mine who pisses the, on his shit yeah yeah no listen it's cause he got it he earned it and now it's his and he's gonna fight for it he's gonna keep it and he's gonna protect it keep and there's it something like about having everything you want at all times with the internet everything everything comes at such an easy price that I mean, nothing means anything anymore no one doubts that I own my jeans yeah <laughs> you worked hard for those you worked hard <laughs> for them um, point being was that uh, a tangent? Sorry. No, no, it's a, a very good point. point. Is our hey, male dog out there? Fucking our, man our, up. Our male yeah. dog Gus P 
pees in the same spot all the time. Because he's one of those old school dogs. Yeah. So no, he knows I what have, it means. Obviously, I pee in the backyard sometimes. Yeah. Haven't in a while because we had this conversation before. <laughs> but I certainly switch it up and I certainly you don't go in go the grass. Closest to the, you don't yeah. feel like you should go, go in the same place and then so, eventually just till no, it? No, because that'll happen. It's right next to the house. Yeah, just till it a little bit and then, it, you know. We've had, but we've had a house. We had There was hippie sex in the pool, Andy. Did we? Did I already say this on the on the air? Hippie sex? <laughs> I don't know if you did. Well, the 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 guest that we had while you were at Burning Man, the guy staying in your room. Mm-hmm. Wait, there was a hippie that no. wasn't at Burning Man. <laughs> invited invited a girl. It said, "Hey, I'm going to have a girl over to go swimming." I said, "That's fine." And then I walked out to to give them towels, see how they're doing, whatever. Um, and she's she's bathing in the pool, literally bathing, <laughs> getting the yourself. armpits a go. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, oh, this is a this is a homeless person, homeless sex. <laughs> And homeless sex. The homeless need love too, Jesse. They do, yeah. but homeless sex is right, whatever. Can I just your, tell your you, bed, bro. You can but, feel a little bit good about it because sex in a pool hurts. So just know that. No, no, no. no. Oh. Okay, like, she was prepping for it in the pool. Is what you're saying? Oh, she you was were just cleaning, cleaning herself. Off. No, they weren't. That the didn't happen in the pool. And oh, I happened I in my it. bed. Is and what I, I understand. I understand the perils of pool sex. What I'm saying is. That current urine smell, not my urine. I know my own urine. Okay. It smells you think it's awesome. A female urine. No, that's that's uh, we had a guy here that would. That's house guest urine. That's oh, house guest oh, urine. House urine. Yeah. Or possibly Gus urine. I just know from. Guys, why are our lives so? Oh, I just know from place. where I've been peeing outside. I'm Thirty-seven years old, you guys. Hey, well, you what could uh, you could ask him whether he was peeing out there, and you could maybe tell whether he was lying. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Segways we can don't find... sound as good when they're when they're from me. I think. <laughs> Get a DNA test on your um, soil, buddy. Yeah, That's what um, I think. Get some scientists out here with some yeah. pH paper. Well, here's another way yeah. to tell that doesn't even involve any chemistry. Uh, the use of language of deceit mm. betrays... Well, this is specifically scientific fraud. But Deirdre Staple, the infamous lying Dutchman, who in 2011 admitted to inventing the data in dozens of psychology research papers unwittingly signaled his deceit through the language he used, according to this New Scientist article, as well as inflating the certainty surrounding his results, Staple included more science-related terms to describe his methods when writing up his fraudulent findings than when describing genuine results. The researchers who've analysed his papers said they could separate his genuine research from the fictional with about 70% accuracy. Now they're studying a larger sample of papers from many different scientific fraudsters to see if the detection method works more generally. Was it his jealous girlfriend who was reading it? Yeah. This 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 sort of uh, jibes with that article that was bullshit that we talked about. Uh, Which article? Oh, you gone? Um, Oh, I can't even remember what the wording was. Tons of listeners wrote in to... um, to say that it had been debunked, including by Sean Carroll in an article. Oh, the, uh, that was the space uh, motor. Yeah, the, that the, was, the I engine, listened to the episode, but that was one when I wasn't around. There was a four-word phrase that we kept saying over and over again because it sounded so scientifically mumbo-jumbo-y, and that was because it was, it was the bullshit. the EM drive. Right, but the actual um, um, vacuum quantum vortex inverter or something like that. Yeah, and it... Um, but yeah, it does seem to be that that thing was bullshit. If you listened to that episode and enjoyed it, but enjoyed that story, probably bullshit. <laughs> but I think we already debunked it on an episode after that, I'm pretty sure. But Jeff Hancock's team at Cornell University in Ithaca, uh, Cornell, that's... Hey, uh, I know where that is. Represent. Uh, has, <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Or thank you, Matt. Uh, has previously studied the language used by liars in situations including politics and online dating. When U.S. presidents make full statements, for instance, they tend to use negative words such as fear or doom more frequently. 
Uh, lying is a stressful act, says David Markowitz, a member of the team. This anxiety sometimes leaks through in people's language. Newscasters. Uh, so this is well. This is interesting. Context matters. So when presidents lie on the subject of war, they use fewer personal pronouns like I or me. But people who write deceitful online dating profiles actually use these pronouns more than those who tell the truth. Well, that's sort of well. But I think because a president doesn't want to take accountability for what he knows isn't really going to happen. Right. They're distancing themselves from the lie. But well, I guess I've, in the dating profiles, think, they're trying to attach themselves to the lie. Well, I've, and I think in the dating world, they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like I've they said don't this care. About, I've said this about pornography before. What? I have a bit about this what? on stage. Oh, oh, I know what the bit is because I had a similar one that I stopped doing when I saw yours. The why? Why did you stop doing yours? Um, it wasn't about pornography. But about, it's about dirty talk. About using the about use, describing body parts as though they don't belong to yeah, you. Yeah, suck that dick. Fuck right. that pussy. Yeah. It's like you you can't say your own, or you'd have a panic attack at what you're doing with your life. <laughs> Because you realize, like, you're being filmed, like, so it's a it oh, becomes oh, a disembodied in thing in porn. Yeah. Okay, you, I it's, was lost because I was like, you're talking about yourself and you do it in the third. Right? No, 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 but, no, no. People, no, people do that in real life. Though I'm saying they do, when, but when they, they do. do you're like, you're like, that's that's a that's, little that's life imitating art. No, I okay, also okay. feel that it's a lot of people who are cheating or don't really want to be with the person. I think it's those a disconnect. Are it's a way of okay. yeah, 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 separating the body part from you. Once you like we're both watching this thing; it's run. not happening to either of us. But it's countries like, are like, yeah, yeah, bomb that country. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. bomb that country. Uh, well, that's the, they they oh, suspected the two carpet researchers. Carpet bombs match the drape bombs. We're gonna fucking get in there, fucking. <laughs> the researchers suspected there may be specific language ticks that signal deceit in science. Uh, Staples' outrageous fraud provided the ideal testing ground. He produced a tremendous amount of writing. And the fact that he was investigated so closely provided them with a unique opportunity. So they selected 24 of his papers now known to be fraudulent, and a further 25 that have withstood official scrutiny. Uh, they chose only papers in which Staple was the first author listed, indicating that he actually wrote the paper. And he used more amplifiers, words like profoundly and extreme, in his fraudulent paper, and fewer diminishers like merely and somewhat. So he tried to overvalue the fraudulent research. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Said Markowitz, who's now investigating to see whether this pattern holds true for other scientists. We if can it... wrap this back around to dick pics, too. That's what happened. Yeah, well, I, I will send mine with um, profound... Profound... Please profoundly exp accept explore, this picture of... Explore my dick pic. Of my extreme bellend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> bellend? You don't know that term? No. Isn't that Love hilarious? It. Love British it. British have so many better to Bell say end, terms. Bellend, right? That's what you're saying. It's a fine for... It's just yeah. like saying mushroom tip. Are you yeah. sure? I love bellend. Sublime. I love it. Yeah. The old Vader. <laughs> Helmet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to interrupt. No, that's, I mean, that's most of the story. That's Makes what, sense. I feel like that one doesn't even need science. That's just like common sense. But it, if I don't it's, know, I'm, I'm very bad but if it is, people are lying, If it actually. is empirically measurable, I'm if really they test enough other papers and find out that that is the case, then they have a tool that won't out and out detect fraud, but it can, it can definitely... Scan for suspected fraud. Some Blade Runner yeah. shit. I, I'm I, I'm awful at knowing when people are lying to me. You say you're good at. How do you know if you're good at it? Just because I've caught so many people lying. In I relationship feel like, lies. And all sorts of life. Like I, it's a gut thing. It's also. I mean, I like poker too. Once you start playing poker, and I feel as a stand-up. Um, you just start reading people. You can read the audience. You can read a laugh. You can well, of read course. how someone's feeling or like passive aggressive people. I think because I grew up with a lot of that, that it helps you figure out when somebody's like really f genuinely feeling what they're saying they're feeling. Yeah. I think once you can separate that in somebody and get that gut instinct, you know when they're lying. It doesn't matter what it's about, whether it's a relationship or business or 
grocery store. Hmm. I mean, there's certain ticks. There's certain way people move. No, I mean, I can certainly read an audience. I'm very good at passive aggressive, like picking up on that. Um, I just don't know if. You're, you're probably not I'm listening also to your trusting. Gut. I'm also rather trusting. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever no. say I'm good at telling I'm extremely lies. trusting. Telling people when people are lying. But there's a point where you're talking to someone and something happens to you where you go, well, that doesn't make sense or something just triggers in you and then you become hyper aware and you, you sit in a space of watching them and there's certain things that you'll start picking up on and you'll go, okay, well, this isn't making this Oh, isn't you're it. nuts. I'm just remembering now. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm not. I guess when you start doing a lot of business stuff, you can pick up. I mean, even just in this industry, working with agents and managers, and you hear them, you see them, and they're telling you something, and you're like, you're fucking lying to me. They're really. Yeah, but that's easy to know when they're lying. That's not a complex. This is an industry based on, like, agreed upon lies, though. I went in not trusting immediately. Fuck that. You said you were trusting. Yeah, of, of friends and stuff. Yeah, but we, I, I, I agree with what I Andy said. I think it's saying. like we all know. It's like we don't even. We're not even really lying when people say things like, "Oh, they decided to go a different direction." Like these euphemisms that are, you know what it means. You, like, well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like, oh yeah, this is going to happen soon, or we're going to get that, or we already started working on that. Just even stuff that, like that, even not that kind of stuff. I almost stuff. feel like it's it's like it's a pleasantry. They they say it out of politeness. Everyone involved knows to lie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. things like that, where I'm like, well, I'm, I don't even consider myself good at detecting lies when I know that's a lie because it's just obviously a lie that you have to say because the alternative is saying like you aren't do- that you aren't doing your job. Well, that's a white lie, something. I suppose. Like, no, if, you, if like an agent or manager is lying to you about something happening that's not happening, you're just like, oh, you just have to say this because the alternative is saying that you're bad at what you're doing. So yes, I understand that you're lying. I'd rather but, know though. I'd rather I know do, if someone's lying to me. Me too. Like yeah. if they're like, no, they don't like you at this network. They don't want to work with you. I'd rather right. know that. Right, so and you dismiss it and you move on. Rather than just constantly sending them more and more stuff. Right, and just... absolutely. Hmm. Anyway, uh, you know who who does who does like us are our donors. Oh yes, oh, we yeah. didn't get to we that. Thank we? we normally thank them at the top of the show, but we it was a different order. We're out of order today. I know. And again, Baptiste, just thank you for the music, man. That was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and thank you, Matthew Arnold, whose recurring payment came through again. Thank you, Matthew. Matthew Arnold. And then regular contributor of stories, Jim Sardonic, has now become a contributor of money as well. Thank you, Jim. That Thanks, was very, Jim. very kind of you. Uh, and, and anyone... Jim- oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, anyone who does want to donate, go to probablyscience.com and click on the donate button. It really helps us run the show. It really helps us really helps. keep this going. And we appreciate everyone who does that. There will be a little button next to it just says Bethany if you want to donate there as well. <laughs> yeah, if you want to donate yeah. Bethany to the show, then... <laughs> Absolutely. Then click you. on that. And also, anyone who's buying anything on Amazon dot com or dot co dot uk or the australian one i think as well dot com dot au oh no no actually no the australian one there isn't one but we've got the canadian british and american ones if you're buying anything through amazon we should go get german right on our page and we get a little commission it doesn't cost you anything extra so thank you oh very God, much everyone who does that every day just show me the link and oh I'll, just go I'll to probablyscience.com and click on that link in a much nice. bigger house in about a month it's surprising how much money they pick back to us considering yeah. they don't actually mark up the price at all like, yeah, I don't so know how very, it, it really helps and it's very kind of you and let's say you're some poor douchebag Mm-hmm. Let's say you don't have a lot of money. What if you What's just go to iTunes and what? give us a nice rating? That'd be rate, awesome. Yeah, even, and Stitcher, even just, now we're on Stitcher as well. Anyone who uses Stitcher, if you yeah. rate the show on that, that us, us. give us nice ratings. It really helps. That'd be terrific. And, Getting, but, and writing reviews helps the most. Writing reviews helps boost our numbers in the iTunes charts. Um, 
Tell Jim, Sard- as well. Jim Sardonic also asked for a recommendation of other podcasts to listen to because he um, is burned out on what he does listen to. Not ours, of course. He loves this. No, yeah. Um, and I recommended a great one that is suddenly at the very top of the charts on iTunes um, because they just started their fourth season. You guys listen to Super Ego, the sketch comedy podcast? Yeah, yeah. Paul F. Tompkins is now a full cast member, and it's hilarious. And uh, you should listen to that. You should also come see that live. It's happening at the LA Podcast Festival, just oh, like we are. Oh, we're there. We're there. That's crazy. Yeah. Nice. What's well, the time just in, of day uh, are we on? Three weeks from now, three and a half weeks, we are going to be performing on uh, Sunday, September 28th at noon at the Sofitel Hotel in Beverly Hills. And the festival happens for three days, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the 26th or 28th. And you can go to LAPodFest.com for tickets and information. 35 podcasts. Um Great parties, ones. meet and greets, all kinds of fun shenanigans with your favorite podcasters. Um, and I made an offer that I'd buy a beer to the first person who asked me to buy them a beer, I think. Or, but whatever yeah. it is. You know, first I'll, property science listener who comes up. Sure. Yep. Sure. Bethany, where can our listeners find out more about you and your work? Um, they can just put any hand, like on anything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They can just slash my name, Bethany Dwyer, B-E-T-H-A-N-Y-D-W-Y-E-R. So you've you've got it all synced up then? Well, yeah, it's, it's just all, the same. all my That's name, which That's was great. And pretty cool. Have you got any shows coming up that people should know about? I do, but I didn't look. <laughs> so look online. Look online, and they'll be out there. Yeah, but you can watch my show on MTV. It's called The X and the Y. Oh. And then I have some shows coming out soon. Oh, Bethany's so. shows coming out. <laughs> yeah. X and the Y. That's a chromosomal. What's it about? Well, it's a play on words because yes. E X and W H Y. Yes. Oh, okay. X is one. I didn't know if it was about uh, 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 organizing defensive linemen in football. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Check that out. The X and the Y. Uh, Check that out on MTV, you guys. It's just reruns now, but you can still watch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give it a a watch. Give it a watch. We're going to be at the uh, LA Pod Festival. We've covered that. Um, Guys, Um, I'm going to be doing a meltdown. Be funny, which is. Susanna Lee's Spelling Bee and Comedy oh, That's a show. great lineup, man. <laughs> it's a crazy good lineup. I can't remember everyone who's on it, but it's Maria Bamford is on, and any show that she's on is worth attending. That's uh, a great idea for a show. I didn't know that existed. It's such, awesome. a, it's such a cool idea. Yeah, whoever wins the Spelling Bee gets the most time, and then it's all broken it's, down. Oh, like, my yeah. God, that's amazing. It's a real, it's a real Spelling it. Bee. I love it. Yeah. And um, Solomon... Uh, it's a blast. Giorgio is going to be the guest judge. It's normally Guy Branham. Uh, but either the way, judge of the spelling. The judge of the spelling. Here's the joy of it. It runs. It runs like a real spelling bee. So you can ask for the origin. You can ask for the definition. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying they're allowed to like interpret. Oh no no. But okay. here's the joy of it. Uh, this is something the guy started as the judge. If you ask for it to be used in a sentence, it will be used in a joke about your mum. Nice. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> it's like okay. you use it in a yo mama joke at you. That's great. And it so it runs like a real spelling bee. Everyone does the spelling bee and then the the person who does the best gets the longest time. It determ- the results of the spelling bee then go- determines the running order of the show. I forget the date. I am Ali also- Wong is also on it. I, I forget the date. I am also at Meltdown this month on the Meltdown. So go look at the meltdown and come see me at the meltdown. <laughs> right. I would like to do the meltdown, whoever's out there. But I remembered I'm September 18th. I'm at Flappers in the main room at eight. There you go. Nice. Yeah. And I'm hosting Comedy Palace on September um, 18th and 20th. No, oh, 11th, 11th, 11th and 18th. Never forget. Uh, we have the same day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go see you at, on the 11th and see me on the 18th. Yes. Um, so thank you very much for joining us, Bethany. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. It was good. I feel like I learned a lot. 
Yeah. You'll forget it instantly. You no, will. I will. You will. We're very forgettable. I don't um, remember. Well, we've already established what that What do we you do when you see a white dwarf? Run. Right. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Hey, you got it. Mm-hmm. You got it. Done. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thank you very much, listeners. Uh, see you next week. Yep.